Tommy is brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lapresti of Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor my guy. of Tommy Kern at 1-800-GET-HAIR by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180 and by Unified Office where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com to the Harbor One Hotline, our friend Tommy Kern with Gresham Fourier. Tommy, good uh, afternoon. Hey, what's going on, boys? Beautiful day out there. Yeah, it is, and uh, we just read the uh, latest. Um, I won't. I won't interject my opinion. I was going to say rubbish, but we just read <laughs> the latest from uh, from Pro Football Talk, and they're characterizing it that Bill Belichick shopped. Mac Jones this offseason then turned around and speculated some of the teams that could have been contacted. I would think that might be a nugget of info you might have some intel on, but be that as it may, what do you make of this latest report from Pro Football Talk on the shopping, quote-unquote, of Mac Jones? I'm going to ask, pivot back and wonder why you think this is so dubious. Because if you offered the Raiders Mac Jones, I would find it hard to believe that the Raiders would have been like, oh, no, we'd rather spend $20 million or 20 whatever it is, $17 million more on our quarterback when you have a coach out there that's under the gun. And a part of the reason I think it's dubious, Tom, is because that whole, well, teams that were mentioned, well, if a source told you that Mac was being shopped, which means that Belichick is the aggressor and calling people and saying, hey, do you want my guy? He's at a cost point right now that nobody would jump at him at $3 million when everybody is holding out and not paying Lamar Jackson? That's a part of the reason I put two and two together because the money usually so do you, does do you tell like, you okay, something. Enough, enough. Do, do you think it's outright made up? I mean, I, I have a hard time thinking that the floor is going to straight make it up. No, you know what it is, it Tom? I think it is the equivalent of like some of the rhetoric you hear on sports talk radio that Lamar Jackson is a necessity or this is a this or you got to go get a number one above. All I right. think that feels talk radio-ish, which is why I poo-poo. Okay. To me, I think Mike's very plugged in. People in the league bring him intel and info because of the platform he has. And I fully believe that if he has written it, a trusted source told him that. That being said, but the Raiders want to trade for a guy who Bill is trying to give away at this juncture who has really, as a result of last season and Bill's decisions, had his value crater. And the Patriots are maybe, say, for instance, asking for the fourth overall pick and return for a guy who was taken 15th and now has two years left on his contract. If I were the Raiders, I'd say, I'm not going to give you a first-round pick for him. I might not even give you a second or a third. So the value of Mac Jones, as Bill has quietly shocked him, has been cratered as a result of the decisions made by the team, which to me is really a, a dumb thing to, to do at this juncture, not only for that reason, to shop him quietly, but because in July, Bill Belichick proclaimed how dramatically improved Mac Jones was and then by January 8th was talking about the level being he can merely play in the league. So the common denominator is the guidance that he got in 2022. 
This, to me, has less to do with Mac as a player and more to do with the relationship that is icy at best because Mac was disloyal. Hold on, Tom. So, um, so disloyal to what degree? Hey, let me call a friend of mine and ask him what. Like, what, what part of disloyal are we talking about? That simply that, I, and that's you know, it. I, I, that's it. I understand that that Mac had. You know, this is something Chris Sims reported earlier, but I've been told this as well that Bill is really quote chapped about Mac having gone outside the system um, and outside the team to get counsel. Now, Chris Sims reported it was to coaches at Alabama, but Bill got wind of it, and he remains pissed off by it. So if Mac is somebody who does might be well-loved by his teammates but is not the leader that we necessarily think that he is, and Bill doesn't feel he can trust him, I would think that's it. Might be all. Yeah, that's it. Because it's not just insubordination calling somebody else. It's gesticulations on the field. It's perhaps in meetings, not being in concert at all with Joe Judge or Matt Patricia, Judge to a greater degree. It's the ongoing pushback we see on Mac Jones as how badly he behaved and how irritating that was for the coaches. So when you say that's it, I don't think that that's all. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I look at this totally different than a lot of people because I have a hard time, uh, you know, stomaching the fact that you're going to be vindictive and petty and hold a grudge against me, Bill, uh, because of the situation that you created and you forced me to deal with. So to me, there is this weird just, you know, relationship between the two that seems to be getting worse and worse with, you know, as the months go by. You know, with this relationship, I see it best. Like, so is this why Bill is getting rid of all his friends and letting all these guys go and like being so passive aggressively, you know, non responsive to questions regarding his future? Is this part of the big vindictive Bill Belichick that we all know and has heard about for so long? Yeah, you say big vindictive Bill Belichick, yeah. like it's a a mythical figure. No, I no, mean, it's a, no, it's a, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yes, it is a real thing. And, so this, and, but this know, is part of it, right? So when I was talked about, you know, when Jacoby Myers was slow to the, well, maybe Jacoby Myers had too much to say. I'm like Jacoby Myers wouldn't say poop if he had a mouthful. I don't know what he did, but then in light of what I've come to understand about Brian Hoyer, who just signed for two years with the Raiders, meanwhile, the Patriots releasing him when he has $1.4 million in guaranteed money and certainly could take snaps and certainly could give reps and knowledge and certainly would have been happy to work with Bill O'Brien for the next four or five months if the Patriots released him later. That, in in the eyes of, of some folks, is rooted in Bill saying, you know what, you weren't really on board with you us too? last year. Oh, we- everybody's Fredo in this scenario. There's a lot of Fredos. No, you know what it feels like, though, is that I got to I got to interject this. There's both of you who seem to be eye rolling at this whole thing, mm. and not feeling as if it's real. No, well, there's there's no. I I do think there's an aspect of it with a lot of truth. I just feel like it's comical that Bill would be so vindictive uh, of a young quarterback and the people who protected him and stood up for him, which is what he wants his players to do. Yet he gets mad at them and holds a grudge when they actually do it. You know, and responding to a situation that he that he created, I just think that part, that part to me is like it's just like that. There's an eye roll with me, Tom. But you disbelieve it. 
No, he's no, no. Bill's vindictive. I think it's a. You're going up. Isn't okay. this? Isn't that kind of like a a long, hard way to to prove a point? Especially with a guy like Hoyer. I, I heard you say this about Hoyer the other day. I'm like, here comes Bill O'Brien, who knows you know uh, Brian Hoyer, who coached him. That has a. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think like this is why you would cut him because he spoke out against your buddy Matt Patricia. I feel like this everything still leads back to Matt. Well, or Joe. Which is even more irritating that it's Judge. Well, isn't some of this also tied into the mixed messaging that Bill has created? So is Bill really trying to just thread a needle here of, I want to needle Mac a little bit, and I don't like the fact that he went outside the bubble for advice. However, when you get rid of Matt Patricia and you bring in Bill O'Brien in such a very public way where even the owner puts out a statement saying, hey, we're going to make changes. Mac Jones's opinion during the year that Bill Belichick is pissed at has been validated by the fact that Bill O'Brien's here. Or am I nuts on that? So isn't that a part of this whole fruity whip headache that everybody has worked up into because Bill is trying to say, no, 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 you were wrong for doing that, but even though I brought in a new guy to come coach you because, well, that was the problem and my ass would have been on the line. That's what it feels like to me, Tom. I don't know how much of it is posturing. I don't know how much of it is genuine. I just think it's really absurd that, you got a guy at 15 overall who the San Francisco 49ers would have happily taken a two overall and instead took Trey Lance. And then after a season in which he was borderline the offensive rookie of the year, got passed at the end, you gave him a situation that made his play decline, pissed him off. He couldn't restrain himself enough because he's emotional. And now you want to move on from him to prove a point or because you think he can't play. Which is it? And that's and yeah. And, you know, donor is watching and saying, mm-hmm. "What do we get?" Because what will the Patriots do? Do they, do they trade for Bay- do they trade for Brock Purdy? Do they trade for Trey Lance? Do they go after Lamar Jackson? Or was Bill just noodling on this, and uh, and the shopping was more browsing? Well, that's it. But and and also too, it's like, what is the end game? Like we have all been around, Christian. You played for Bill Belichick. Kern, you and I have been around the guy since he he stepped foot here, for crying out loud. This is a guy who normally has reasoning behind what he does. Now, a lot of times he doesn't completely tell us, but we, you know, guys like Curran dig in and people, you know, you start to maybe figure it out a little bit. No one has been able to figure out the why Bill Belichick has been putting the screws to Max so hard. Is it personal? Is it, does he think Max entitled? Has it been too easy for him? This to me, why Bill Belichick is doing this, Curran, is one of the biggest mysteries outside of why he just straight up didn't play Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl. Like, it's illogical for a guy who makes decisions rooted in some level of logic relative to his football team for him to be doing this. And I think that's a part of the reason why we're all like, wait, this doesn't add up. Well, I mean, is it a kind of Occam's razor? What's what's the the thing that's most obvious is probably the real answer. He's pissed off because the kid was pissed off about the way the offense looked. And in December, and prior to that, it was mostly just intimations that, hey, I want to know the why of things. I'm trying to get things explained. Sometimes I don't know why we're doing things. That was training camp. But by early December, he's saying, you know, 
at the quick game and at the podium saying it felt like we kind of gave up a little bit. We want to keep playing. Now he's starting to push it into the direction of the coaching staff. You let us down. You let me down. Which Bill is going to say, being from Annapolis, growing up as he did, understanding a chain of command and believing in a chain of command, that that kind of insubordination and disloyalty isn't something that's easily resolved. And it pissed him off a great deal. See, I'm, I'm, my, my whole philosophy on this is it is a, it is a, everything that you're seeing and hearing is a way for of him to control and take control of this, the overall, you know, mechanics of everything, right? Like I'm, I'm going to scare you straight and put you in a position where you have to feel like you're playing for your life. Like, I think Bill is at his happiest when guys are are playing desperate and you know with their backs against the wall and with the chip on their shoulder which I think he's trying to do both at the same time with Mac. It could be. I mean, push comes to shove. You do have to talk to Robert Kraft about it. If you want to trade Mac Jones, you have to walk up and say, this is what we're going to do. And I think that Robert would say, well, why? You just thought he was a really good player. He's $2.5 million a year the next two years in terms of salaries, $4 million against the cap. Why? Why does this not work? Why is he a bad player now when he was a great player in July? He won't listen. He won't listen to me anymore. He's he's disgruntled. He's a problem child. Wouldn't that be it? He's everything that Nick yeah. Saban and was then, worried about Rob, that he that came then, true. Bill broke the trust, yeah. but it's yeah. an 80-year-old and a 70-year-old sitting there saying, well, you're the one who made him not listen. And, you know, it's it doesn't need to be this hard. No. And that's the interesting thing is, Bill, if he would just take the bullet and say, and he never has once done this. Yes. Yeah, I probably put Matt in a tough situation here. He's never taken a bullet for Matt, who just continues to get absolutely lacerated. Or maybe it wasn't the best situation for Mac. And there's reasons I did it. We had so much coaching turnover. I, I, I just wanted to get somebody who I felt comfortable with for 2022. And certainly it didn't work as well as we wanted it to. But Mac's a good coach. And, uh, you know, he's taken a lot of heat. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that, that maybe I didn't put him in the best position to succeed. Wow. Wow. I mean, honestly, you're uh, saying this, uh, and I'm like, yes, that yes, would end it all. That would end it all. But but then that means he's done messing with Mac's mind for whatever reason. I, I, I just, But I feel like the adult in the room, Tom, like that sounds like a parent saying, you know what, I, my bad. I told you the wrong thing. I, 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 I'm going to encourage you and motivate you instead of beat you down. Like it's time to build you back up again, isn't it? At some point in time, you need to build them back up. Yeah, I mean, he'll many times say, look, I've been a moron at times. I've made plenty of bad decisions. He can be self-effacing in general. But I think when we in the media or the fan base or the national media or anybody wants Bill to genuflect and, and take a pound of flesh from him, which is what he would perceive, he's going to push back on that. Yeah. And that's just his nature. And that's won him a lot of games and caused a lot of success and celebration around here. Um and at 71, is he going to change his stripes and, and, you know, open a vein and say, well, I really screwed this up. Sorry, everybody. Doubt it. Good stuff from Tommy Kern. Great chat, Tom. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week, friend. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you.